0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. We have an amazing guest for you today on the podcast. I stumbled across her on social media, which is an amazing place, an amazing community on YouTube. Now, TikTok is just... Going viral all the time, and you might have heard them too. Username travel with Kish. So welcome, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hello, hello, hello. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Excited to get back to camp. Yeah, me too. Is your countdown started?
1: Yeah, two months. Yes, two months. But the little Uh, countdown on
0: my phone, the exact time. Can't wait. Absolutely love it. So why don't you tell everybody, give a brief like overview of your summer camp history. When did you start? Where do you go? And let's hear all about it. Okay,
1: so I'm Kish. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Leicester in the East Midlands. So I originally applied for Camp America in 2019 to go the summer of 2020 so I made it up until the visa stage, and then COVID happened in November 2019. So I could not go, and I was absolutely devastated. I was on Twitter every night, like checking if they would allow, like um, camp counselors a visa, and they wouldn't. I even got, I think I got interviewed by the New York Times as well. Um, wow! Because they were doing a, they were doing a segment on like New York, because my camp's based in New York. How um, like how it's affecting not the summer camps, not running, all that stuff not running during COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So finally I was like happy that I was, you know, able to go finally last year, which I know I was, yeah, it was a long awaited like kind of thing. Um, But I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to go during COVID because when I got to camp and they told us about the experience during COVID they were in like bubbles and it was like separated. And obviously, last year was 100 years of my camp. So it was just amazing wow. to, you know, be on camp. I went to um, Camp Podniak in New York, Kopech. Nice. So it was really, really fun. It was like my dream camp. So I'm so glad I got placed there. You know, I was doing videography and social media there. So nice. I was going around the camera, filming all the bits, editing them for the website for the parents to see, running the TikTok. And I found it really rewarding because I thought that, like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be a general counsellor all the time. Like, I'm not going to have that much time. During my off timetable hours, I was a general counsellor. I still did the activities. If anything, it was more rewarding because I got to know all the kids because everyone yeah. knew me, with the woman with the camera. So, you know, it was nice that I got to go and, like, experience all the different things, especially colour war, like being on the golf cart, chasing the Apache <laughs> with the camera. Like, it's just fun. I, I enjoy that so much, and that's why I'm literally going back again this year and god knows how many more summers after this honestly
0: i i one i love that story two i can't believe you're from leicester i'm from just outside of nottingham so i'm also from the east oh, midlands originally sh- yeah yes it's so-, so
1: hard to find people i feel like a lot of people that do this are from not from the East Midlands like it's hard but I was yeah. like looking at people to kind of connect with it was like oh, I'm from Manchester I'm from Sheffield and from Yorkshire and I was like oh everyone's down there No one's yeah, here.
0: yeah. and you were always fighting about what you're calling food and everything yeah. like that so yeah like ice I, poles they do yeah some places don't call them ice poles but anyway yeah I know I it was <laughs> yeah I get it so it's lovely that you're an East Midlands person as well I love that um but that is amazing I've lots of people I've been speaking to also were in your boat like applied 2019 and then COVID hit and you like had to wait such a long time before your summer camp experience like but what was that thing that made you want to apply in the first place like what was your like kickstart
1: I just think I've always been like obsessed with like Disney Channel and like American high school just as a young person growing up and like one of my closest friends from secondary school actually moved to America and I just saw like I was like oh oh my god it looks like the movies like it actually looks and I just thought like you know I love being around kids you know I've grew up in a big household um I grew up going to an after school club for many years that my mum helped manage so I've always been around loads of children and I just love that and then um my sister actually did a version in the UK and I was like oh and then I just researched it and I was like oh this is literally when I was 15 and I was like oh my gosh okay Camp America I was like yeah that's what I mean I applied I turned 18 in October and then I applied for that year November and then Covid happened as soon as I turned 18 I was like I'm going I'm on it (laughs) and you know I did my research and I was like this literally seems like so rewarding and like such a good opportunity to travel um my sister did um the disney program in florida where you work so you know i saw her go through that and she was telling me oh like a girl in my classic camp america you know so from that i just wanted that camp experience to be in america to make friends from all over the world and you know try something new i feel like you know it's it's a good thing to
0: do if you want to try something new so true so true and i also how do i like explain it like because you've seen it in the movies, how yeah. was it when you stepped foot on property for that first time? Were you like, it's exactly like the movies or were you just like, this is way beyond anything that I ever like could imagine in my head. Like how was stepping on property that first time? So like, I was literally like the morning we woke up cause we arrived to camp at late and we woke up, I was literally
1: like gobsmacked. It's like, I feel like I say this to everyone, you don't know until you actually get to camp and you wake up that morning. It's a feeling you can't really describe. And even, like, you will see from my TikToks, like, when we would organise things to do in the afternoon, like, we had a massive WhatsApp chat, and everyone would be, like, doing their thing during the day. Then we'd be like, who wants to do this during orientation? And we'd go on the field and we'd play, like, American football with the bleachers on, like, like the big lights, and we'd have music. And it's like an out-of-body experience. That's the only way yeah. I can explain it. Like, you sit there and you're, like, pinching yourself. Like, am I really here? The sun the sun is setting. The yellow school bus is there. You're like, what is actually going on? And then obviously my camp orientation is different. The first week is like lifeguards, specialists. And the second week, the American general counselors come. So we have two Mm. weeks orientation. Okay. So we just like had made friends, like got used to it. And the Americans come and that just, like I can't explain it, people your own age, but you would talk about your different experiences. And I had to sit down with my friend that I made. I literally connected with him on the second day, and he studied psychology. And me and my friends sat him down on the bench, and we were like, "Can we just ask you, like, why are we feeling like this?" He's like, "Oh, you feel like you're in a fever dream." Like he was explaining to us what it what it was because we literally couldn't believe like we were actually living this life like it was real. Mm. That's what I say to people like, when you get to camp, you'll you'll, you'll see, and you'll then the kids come, and then it's another change. As oh well. yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. The biggest
1: change I think of all of them yeah but it's it's, I, it's very fast going I feel like but it's a good thing
0: yeah 100% like I mean not many camps do it so I love the fact that your camp did it as well like my camp um that I've been going to for the past 10 years started doing it like as I've gone on where the international staff or those that need like a longer orientation come first yeah. so you yeah. can like Get your roots down, get comfortable, and then the, time the masses zone, come. Everything. Yeah, yeah, the time zone, and then the masses come. Um, and I feel like that little chunk of time before everybody comes together is so beneficial. Yeah, and definitely. Really yeah, helps because I was before they had that little chunk of time. I came up on the buses with the Canadian staff members. Um, yeah, and they've all grown up at camp together, and then now they're yeah. all staff together. And for them it's exciting and it's not new and it's like it's their way of life. And yeah. I found that so overwhelming. So the fact yeah. that you got that chunk of time to yes, it's still overwhelming, but it's still people around you are going through the same thing.
1: Same thing, yeah, definitely. Like I feel like we had that whole week, like the lifeguards, there was like um a few American specialists, but not many. It was mainly British and Australian. Mm. So I feel like we got used to that time zone and we got used to each other and we could just you know, like I said, by the time the Americans came, we were in that time zone, we were used to everything. Like, it was just now merging the two together, which we did like loads of activities, like international versus American soccer, (laughs) soccer. Go over there, yeah. (laughs) But mentally, like, I feel like it helped a lot mentally because I feel like if it was that to happen and then the kids come, like we've got a week of getting to know the Americans. And then on that weekend, the kids came. So it was like, came in different slots you know you could yeah. you know slowly ease out like you said it was very very beneficial I find
0: yeah so your camp was was it um like a weekly camp or a monthly camp like what was your camp set up
1: so it was a co-ed camp boys and girls and it was the kids stayed there for the whole time so okay. for the whole nine weeks I believe yeah so wow. you had the same kids for the whole time You didn't like change or day camp or whatever and yeah. for me that was a big thing to like I like to organize everything like when I was looking at camps, I was looking at like day camps, changing. And I just wanted that like full camp experience for me of being with the kids the whole time and yeah. like watching them evolve over the nine weeks and watching your relationship with the kids over the nine weeks. Which I feel like um if I had a shorter time, like I wouldn't be able to have made the connections I make with my kids that I have now, if that makes sense. Cause by yeah. the time we might connect, they're going home and the next set of kids are coming. Or I feel like People go for a day camp, which is like good because you get the nights off and you get the weekend off. But I was thinking, yeah, but you know, yeah, you're spending more time with your friends, but also that's cost. I feel like it costs you a bit more because you have to find things to do in the evening. And then on the weekend, you're like feeding yourself and looking after yourself the whole weekend. But that was a, I was drawn between doing a day camp or having the full bang experience. And I'm so glad. I did the full bang experience, having the kids in the cabin, everything. Like, I got the camp experience that I dreamed yep. of, so I'm, I'm glad I did that. And um, nice. co-ed for me was important as well, because I wanted to, you know, have that experience with boys and girls, making friends on both, of both and all genders, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I feel like it was fun, because girls had a girl's side, boys had a boy's side. There was some tasks that were separate, and then in the evenings, everything was joint, and I found that nice. very nice it was very nice I found, that's what I really loved about my camp is the the co-ed and not having a girls and boys camp
0: yeah I again I've only ever been at a co-ed camp so I can yeah. only like I enjoy that flexibility and that fluidity yeah. of being able to just be with my cabin if I just want to be with the cabin but also yeah. not being confined with just my cabin if that makes sense yeah. like I I yeah. like the camp wide experiences of everybody getting yeah. together and dancing on the field or being in the yeah. dining hall and singing to the latest song or like being out and doing a, a big game all together and seeing like a seven-year-old beat a uh, like <laughs> 16-year-old like that's the best thing um yeah. so I totally understand that experience and that was important to me too when I was applying that I, yes. I wanted that I'm not a full experience because I'm sure people that are on like same-sex camps feel that yes. too yeah. but for me it was important to like not be segregated in that way
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah um so camp was amazing what did you do after camp delight did you like travel on your j1 visa how did you plan that? Like, what did you get up to?
1: So I was like, I'm going to America. I'm spending the full 30 days. So I literally <laughs> spent the full 30 days. Um, so obviously this is a big worry that you have before going camp. Like I yeah. wanted to travel. I was like, I know no one. Like I'm not going to make friends. What if I don't? But honestly, like I tell everyone in my videos, like you will make friends and there's always a group of people that you can just jump in with. It's always a group of people. So I did go traveling, um, I spent a couple of days in New York City, then me and my friends went to Miami, we did some fun things there, you know, Miami Beach, um, we went to the Frost Science Museum, which was amazing, I love that, but the aquarium, and then we went to New Orleans, obviously, had the food, nice. the French Quarter, did the tours, um, saw the crocodiles on the tours and the alligators. Amazing. Um, tried the, um, what are they called? From the Prince and the Frog, you know, the, um, I think they're called beignets, beignets? Oh, <laughs> beignets, yes. Yeah, they were so, I can't wait, like, they were so good. Um, went to Philadelphia to nice. visit one of our camp friends who is from America, and he lived in a frat fraternity house, so we got to nice. live the college experience, so we stayed at his frat house, and we went to a two-day music festival, which I loved, and I'm going back to again this year. Nice. And then, where else, where else did we go? New Orleans. And then Washington. And then back a couple of days back in the city, because we did Camp America flights. So then um, nice. we came home. So I did I did a lot of traveling. It nice. was very tiring. It was very yeah. tiring because every day you are trying to bang things out to do. And you're if you're not doing something, you're on a four, five, six hour coach to the next state, then a flight, then this, then a walk, then a shuttle, then a, you know, but yeah. honestly, I loved it. It was so nice to meet we met other people from camps different camps nice um on the way there which is also really fun to hear about their experiences stuff. yeah so i so do did, recommend traveling
0: yeah did you book everything did you have anything booked other than your flight no. before you went no because that's no. that's what i'm answering a lot of questions about now like i yeah. was the same i just had a return flight booked from toronto yeah and it was and when i was in the states as well it was a flexi ticket so i had the privilege of like changing it without a fee which was kind of nice so if I ended up not finishing in New York or Toronto I could change it to a different city wherever I finished up but that was all and it was all about making plans once I was at camp with the friends that I made there so literally we we planned it literally two weeks before the end
1: of camp like everyone gets in the staff room I was lucky enough because I was doing media I did have my own office so Mm. me and my friend could go in my office and I was like we just had a map map sorry we had a calendar and a map and we just kind of mapped out and then we just booked and then kind of just we didn't even book without even thinking like how are we getting from that place like it's very spontaneous but I think that like for me that was the best thing about it being spontaneous and then watching it work out as you do it And learning from these, like, little things, what you can do better next year. I still am going without planning anything this year. um, But I still got a fair idea of where I want to go. I've now got friends who are American from camp that I can go and see and stay with and they can pick me up. You know, so it kind of worked out um, better. But, yeah, zero plans. Didn't even know, like... I was like, I didn't even know where I want to go. I didn't even have a plan to where I wanted to go. I was just like this is what I want to do. And I'm going
0: to just do it two weeks before the end of camp. I absolutely, that's like, I think that gives people hope. Like, I think that especially hearing just me, when I say it, they're like, Oh, she's just saying it. But now that they're hearing you, you say it as well. I hopefully people it's okay. Like it's okay. If, if you're going and you don't know anybody, it's okay if you're going and you just have a flight home. That's like part of the process. it's part of the process yeah and it's just one of those things I guess where you have to trust your gut to an extent of you've trust your gut this far to apply and to get placed and to actually go so just it's just one more thing to trust your gut on because
1: and I feel like a lot of people like want to know like for me I like knowing what's going on so mm -hmm. that's why I did camp as a change because I'm very I like things very planned out and things very like and camp isn't you some days on camp you will have a, a kind of like structure on how days go and things will change during the time you're at camp or this happens yeah. on this day or this, you know, it's very spontaneous, and that's what I I think I grew to like and relax and not stress. So you know, you're obviously thinking you don't know anyone, am I gonna make friends? But then you need to put yourself in a position where you're gonna wanna make friends, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. You have to go to camp very, very, very open-minded. And I'm I, I'm friends with people that I don't even think like I'd be friends with if it wasn't for camp. It's like, mm, yeah, you know, me and like me and my closest friends, we literally don't really have anything in common. But like honestly, with the closest friends, we're the best of friends. You find common ground as you grow on with camp and obviously mm. orientation is the big part for me. Because when the kids come, you kind of are a bit separated from your friends if they're not in your cabins. Yeah. So you've got like your opportunity to make friends with people in your cabin, people you're working with, different general counselors, different specialists, you know. But I have to be very open to as open as you can be to talking to people and trying things like I would never go on the zip line. I was on the zip line, I was in the rock climbing wall, you know, I was in the pond, like, you know, I would never think I'd ever do those things here. Yeah. But at camp I was like you know what just go for it and you you get that adrenaline anyway so what I'd say is don't hold don't hold back because then you get the
0: best 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 experience out of it if you don't hold back so true so true so talking about camp so what was something that you weren't prepared for and how did you overcome it during your first summer
1: I just I don't think I was prepared for Oh, there's quite a few things. Well, not in the five way, but um, yeah. I feel like the first thing was um, the culture shock, which is just huge when you get there and the American counselors come and even the kids, little things like obviously to me, to them, everyone from England is from London to them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and just different, like the kids there are very mature. For their, compared to UK kids, I find. That might just yeah. be something I see personally, but with the age group I was with, they look up to a lot of the older campers um, a lot, who are 16. So I'll say to anyone, if you're thinking of the age group you wanna be with, add about two years to that because that's how they kind of act. Mm-hmm. But that's just due to how they've been brought up in America and that's just due to their what they're exposed to in America. So I feel like that, even talking to counsellors my age, there's just, just different things not necessarily that are negative but you just have differences but you can overcome them very very easily but it's just noticing how different you actually are yeah like things that we would say in england they might not not necessarily say there or understand all little slang we have they don't really understand or banter sometimes they don't really understand not in a bad way but it's just things like um get into that culture of even like when you go on your days off and like you're shopping or you're going around things are very different and people are they're very um America they're very surprised when they hear a British accent like it's very surprising to them and they absolutely love it which I find absolutely hysterical but um yeah so that one of the things was a culture shock it's not I try when I explain to people I say it's not it's nothing negative yeah it's just something that you just kind of like getting used to it's I guess it's like if you go to uni you felt when you, your first couple of days in uni and you're in your and, and you're alone or whatever it's just that yeah. like kind of getting in that shock in that awkward phase of where you have to like hi how are you what's your name yeah that kind of phase yes. the second thing i'd say is the change when the children come it can be very draining the first week i think i've never slept like, that, like i've ever slept in my life <laughs> Like it's such a good experience but honestly it's draining and you know, you sh- you're you not prepared for it. I tell anyone, like, you can yeah. prepare as much as you can, but when you, you will not be prepared, because you've just got used to this time zone, you've got, and now you've got kids to look after 24-7, and, you know, it's about seeing the positive through the negative, like, yeah. even though you're tired, today I'm going to have a good day, today we've got this to look forward to. You have to be positive with these children, I feel like, you know, if you're always Mardy and you're tired, I know you're tired, but you can't show that to the kids, Yeah, like, you know, you've got to be smiley. Come on, girls. Come on, boys. Let's get outside. Let's do this. Let's have fun. You know, um, and I feel like um, if you can do that, you've got, like I said, you're going to have a really, really, really good experience. But just be prepared to be absolutely shattered probably the first week. Like, yeah, you're going to be tired. And that first staff night off will be the best staff night <laughs> off of your entire life. But, it's you know, by the end brutal. of it, the last day you're crying your eyes out and you're like I want to do it all over again and it's so so worth it yeah so, worth it. so, so be prepared for the bit of the culture shock when you first get there and then being tired and it's just about yes. managing your time off I'd say like don't be pressured to um do everything they plan like my camp had six flags everything everything going on a day off can be tiring and if you're already tired you're making yourself more tired so you could literally just spend the day at camp sleeping or
0: going for a walk or you know so you just manage your time off wisely as well that's what yeah. i say 100% i am um, unfortunately my first year i did not manage i can hold my hands up high and say i did not manage my day off time well to the point where i used my last day off to just sleep and i missed like one of the things that everyone was doing and I got really bad FOMO and I just slept all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I pushed myself. I remember, I vividly remember I pushed myself yeah. so hard Um. in that first week, 10 days bracket of when the kids were there to the point where I then went hard on my days off as well and it got to like week yeah. five and I'm like clutching on straws. It was... Yeah, it was bad, definitely. and I definitely learned for the following year that everything everybody was saying I should follow, and there's a reason why they're saying it, Um, yeah. and I don't know best, and I should take advice and sleep and yeah. speak up. You, get and... FOMO.
1: you obviously get, like, big FOMO from, like, you know, if they're, like, like, going to a certain place or, you know, but just think, like, I'm getting rest out of it, because a day off, like I said, to then wake up early, to have breakfast, to then get on the bus, to then drive two hours, to then spend a whole day at a theme park, which is tiring, to then drive back. When you come back, you're not coming back to like an empty cabin, you're coming back to kids as well, Yeah. even though it's your day off. And then usually every time it was someone's day, um, we had like different groups, so they had different days off. Mm. It would land on a staff night off. So you would have your day off and then you would have your night off, obviously your day off goes into a night off. But then say um, it was like a Friday and I didn't have a day off on a Friday, but a night off, I would then, um, we would go to the bar. So the people that have just had a full day at the theme park would then have the opportunity to come to the bar to spend the rest of their night off. So it's like you've done a whole day at a theme park plus a night at the bar. We get in at 12.30 and then we have a full day of work the next day. Like you have to kind of weigh it out. So that's what I mean. Like you don't want to go too hard on yourself. And honestly if you are struggling speak to someone because you don't want to struggle in silence your, your co-counselor you know your head of your side girls boys whatever and um, your yeah. manager whoever you can speak to if you're struggling because they they will be there to help you but sure. if you don't talk they won't know
0: yeah exactly 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 great advice so now that you're back i mentioned at the beginning i came across you via YouTube and now I follow you on all your platforms because I absolutely love people in this world of helping people um, about some account I love that we do the same thing, share the same things and like really just a transparent about this. So yes. I absolutely adore it. So how, why did you start your channel, your TikTok, your Instagram what was your purpose so
1: i first started my instagram for
0: like my tiktok sorry for
1: just like documenting my kind of stuff like if you really 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 scroll down it was just like me making like clips about being excited to go and then like the two weeks leading up to me going i was vlogging every day like what i was doing like um getting my um vaccinations getting my um little stuff ready for my suitcase printing off my forms book a hotel, just like a new document. And then during camp, I was building orientation and then I kind of just stopped a bit because you don't really have enough time to be doing that once the kids get there. But then after camp, I started documenting my travelling and posting clips on camp. And when I came back, it was just like a personal document, really. Then it just started, they started blowing up and people started commenting. And prior to this, just before I left, Camp America saw one of my TikToks and they were like, "Oh, we know you're going to camp, and we want to make you a brand manager." So I was like, "Okay, that sounds really good," you know. They even came to visit me on camp and just like wow. talked to me and checked that I was okay, which was really nice. And then, yeah, came back didn't like kind of just died out while I was at camp. Then I came back and I started posting every single day because I was like, "I want to <laughs> go back." You know, that first day you're back, and then they just yeah. like I said started blowing up. People started messaging me. They get my videos were getting like a million views, DMs. So I was like, "Why not?" make and share videos with people about advice about because I feel like when I went to camp there wasn't that many people yeah like you obviously had um Victoria who I um speak to as well but just like I felt like it it was just like not very much resources and it was more asking questions I was like why not make some montages for my time at camp to get people to sign up then make my YouTube videos more detailed where I can sit down and like talk to people and offer advice that I would have really helped me. And, you know, speaking to people on the plane back who might have not had the best experience from camp, Um, speaking to them, they're like, oh, I wish I did a bit more research. Like I didn't really, I wish I did this. And I was like, mm. why not share that? Because, you know, it's a big thing to go and do. Yes. And, you know, I didn't have that security blanket. And if I can provide that security blanket for someone and put them at ease, why not? Do you know
0: what I mean? I enjoy exactly. filming, editing. Do you know, it's fun. Yeah, I totally am very much aligned with everything that you're saying. Because when I first started out this journey in 2013, it was nothing. Everything that was being put out was by the agencies. There wasn't yeah. like social media was fresh. There wasn't anything out there. There was nothing on blogs, nothing like that. And nothing on you it was barren it was a barren place and you're like are the agencies telling me the truth or are they just telling me what they want Want to to, tell you Yeah, to tell me to like get me to sign up and that was that was the space for about five or six years in all honesty um and then I again I was here like winter 2019 2020 and I was like I I should be that voice for people i want to be what i wanted all those years ago i was doing it at my own camp and talking to them and helping them through before they arrived but there's so many other people that are doing this and that are probably thinking exactly what i was thinking back in 2013 14 beyond so i absolutely love that there's a community of us now and that we all have because there's so many different summer camps as well. My experience might be, is totally different to your experience. Definitely, It's still, yeah. still an amazing experience, but it's totally different nonetheless. And we've gone through different agencies and it's just amazing hearing and seeing everybody's story. And it's just amazing. And I love this community and it's great. Yeah. But so the last thing to share is i asked i'm asking everybody this question is what is your core favorite memory of camp so far
1: okay so i would say this is hard because literally so many <laughs> yeah okay i would say my core memory is when the american staff came and um, we like got mixing with them and we got to know them and I said to my friend these Americans are not giving us anything I was like they're just being very just like blunt I was like no we, we like we we felt it because obviously we had a week of getting to know each other so we had yeah. already made our little friendship groups within that had, friendship groups like naturally formed. so we had already made our groups in that week and then the Americans came and they made friends with each other so we could feel a divide and we were like we can't like we can't have this So, obviously, we went to the WhatsApp group. Like, I set up a WhatsApp group, and everyone just joined. And then, like, someone was like, oh, should we go to the turf, which is, like, the American football pitch on the top of a hill at our camp?" So, we were like, oh, you know, let's go. So, I had my speaker, and we were playing music. And everyone, we did mixed teams. So, it wasn't just, like, Americans versus internationals. And, like, the girls, we were sitting on the side cheering. A few of the girls were playing. The music was playing. And, honestly, the sun was setting. And for me, that was the moment when we all clicked. Mm. And I've got literally I've got photos of that day because we were all just like taking photos and it was like there was no separation anymore. Even though yeah. it wasn't a big divide, divides naturally happen. Yeah. So I feel like that for me was such a core memory because the like, like I said, it was like a fever dream. The sun was setting, they were playing. Um, we were all just chatting with each other and we like getting to know each other, and we all just like started to mix. And then from that moment, like like I said, the rest is li- I'm trying to find the photo. Then the rest is literally like history. This photo here.
0: Oh my goodness! So for people we on audio tower, list, yeah, audio listeners, it's a massive group picture yeah, on and um, like all- American Field. That's amazing. Yeah. Everybody's so smiling, I- laughing, yeah. and look like they're having the best time. That's amazing. Yeah, so for me,
1: so- for me, that was probably like a really really core cool memory because like I said that's the time when we all started to just like mingle and like we just oh yeah what's this like oh my god tea and crumpets they kept saying but like you know it was like a moment yeah. where we could merge and from that moment like like I said I was speaking to one of my friends um from America who's unfortunately not returning to camp but he is going to visit us the first week and he literally mentioned to me he's like I feel like it's just the other day when we were all on the field. So like mm. I just know that moment for everyone is sort of a core memory. And from yeah. that, like from like I said, for me, that's like one of the best moments on camp.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining me on mm-hmm. this week's episode. We could chat for hours. Liter- uh- I was just about to say I could talk literally, and it's so
1: nice when you speak to someone that's gone to camp. Because yeah. all my friends here is about camp and they haven't been. So they, I can't talk everything about it. So like, why why do you keep going on about it? Why don't you stop talking about it? But it feels good to like, you know, speak to someone who's like experienced camp and can yeah. relate to things that I'm saying. So 100%. yes, thank you for having me.
0: I absolutely love it. So where can people find you uh, if they want to see your stuff and hear about everything we've been talking about?
1: So I have an Instagram, which is travel.with kish and um if you just put travel with kish camp america in youtube you can see my videos and obviously on tiktok i am also with at travel with kish as well
0: amazing appreciated love it thank you so much for listening this week and we'll see you next time thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of bits and pieces for the summer camp newbie by me bethany you can find me on social media. I am Brit in the Six on all my socials. Also, you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.britinthesix.com. Thank you very much and see you next time.